0: Coming to you from the Flexbox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the weekly show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined once again by some great co hosts of mine. Uh, Please give a warm welcome to Ian Stads, I guess, Stadelman, and Ben, Big Ben Michon. How's it going, boys?
1: Hey, it's going well. How about you, Stads and Nick?
2: Happy Stads noises. Oh, let's go. Uh, I recently found out about 30 seconds ago that this is my first podcast with Ben so I'm very excited and nervous the amount of tabernacle I might be having in my life might be at an all time high.
1: You should be nervous.
0: There's okay. going to be a lot. All right. <sighs> yeah, uh we got Ben back on the weekly show for a second week. Uh I'm very happy he's willing to do it again. Uh jumped right in with both feet last week and uh I think we'll just do that again here because this has been a a huge week, 18, in the the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation. Uh, Lots of big matchups to talk about. Uh, There were a number that you could talk about as matchup of the week, but the one that you got to go with, in my opinion, is the one that came down to less than a difference. Of course, talking about the showdown between the Squirtle Squad and Flex himself, all the true league managers in one matchup, and it was the Squirtle Squad who came out on top, 232 to 231.2, so 0.8 points apart but the Squirtle squad do get the win that's huge for their playoff push uh, they are now 10-7 and seven. Flex though, 12-5 and five, uh, taking a, a little bit of a hit on this one uh, what do you guys think about this matchup?
2: Uh, first of all, this is not matchup of the week and you should feel ashamed of, for saying so, but that said Flex does not give a fuck here he did not use a single matchup uh, acquisition, he didn't have 7 games started uh, this is great news for me i will we'll get into that later. Uh, but also kind of shameful. Like, if you wanted to see some, like, no-fucks-given coasting into the playoffs, like the Leaf teams of, like, 2007, Flex is it right now.
1: Hmm. I didn't see that, actually. I thought he had, like, over seven starts. But I guess that makes more sense now as to why... I don't know. I just thought... I'm not surprised, actually, that... Like Flax just put up 231 points. I mean I just say just, but I think for him he can put out a lot more. Um but Squirtle Squad comes true again. I am not surprised. I said last week that the Squirtle Squad might surprise a couple of people, and and here it is again. He they just won. And they don't believe them themselves that they're they can be good, but Let's see for next week. I'm pretty sure they're going to be uh, maybe maybe able to pull off the win again.
0: I mean, there's a bunch of interesting stuff you can talk about in this matchup. Obviously, it came down to the, the very last, uh, as any matchup less than one point of difference would. Not the highest scoring matchup for either of these two teams. Obviously, the Squirtle squad and their stated goal of 200 points a week uh, a little bit outkicked that, but... Uh, Not the biggest week for Flex, but what really gets me is Flex had just uh, a singular great day on Friday, August 9th. He put up 105.2 points, Uh, and I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he got uh, three starts, uh, and all of them turned out to be quality starts, but he still got 40 points from his bat, so he just had one huge day and then sort of let it go to waste and ended up dropping this matchup. So I don't know if that bodes well or bodes poorly for Flex, but it sure bodes something.
2: uh, I'd also like to point out that Luis Castillo uh, put up 40 points for him, uh, which is insane. But I wonder if Jeremiah is regretting that trade a little bit now. And I definitely don't want to pass up the chance to make fun of Jeremiah for
1: making a bad trade. Lord knows we need more of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Castillo's been hot recently.
1: Man, Luis Castillo. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's very, very hot. He's hot in both ways. He's attractive and he's hot. Well said indeed. (laughs)
2: <laughs> clearly you should have had a slightly different marriage back, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah nick what the hell <laughs> I'll, I'll do reds pic, uh, pictures in your next episode yeah you better a uh, bunch of other bunch of other matches we can talk about can't dwell too long on any of them uh let's talk about the the showdown now between jeremiah and Tillo. Uh, this is another matchup we teased in a big way last week, said it was a, a potential finals matchup, and in a lot of ways it lived up to that billing. Uh, both these teams surpassed 300 points, but it was Jeremiah who came out on top, 365.5 to 302.6 for Tillo. So uh, obviously it's a, a big win for Jeremiah. He's now 13-3 and that one tie still, uh, whereas Tillo is 13-4-0. So, this is uh, it, it obviously puts Jeremiah a little bit ahead of Tula overall, but uh, really sets the tone for him, especially considering what a big Sunday he had to pull this win off. But uh, what do you guys think about this matchup?
1: Honestly, it could have went either way, I think. Um, both put up great points and like in total points. Um, I, I don't believe. You know that it proves which one is the better team. I just think they're they're just really they're both really strong teams. Um, they both put up strong points, and I think if they did it again, probably Mike would have won, or probably Ryan again. But I think it's uh it's very interesting. Like it's uh it's fun to see these two big teams coming at it.
2: Are we not going to touch on their names? Uh, because I. I don't know if I like this whole trend thing. you know. Having a good, strong, like permanent team name is something I think that could be learned by both of these strong teams.
0: I mean, I will say I deliberately avoided mentioning the team names because I'm just of, sick of this culture of changing. Uh, neither of the new team names are any good, quite frankly. Uh, and so personally, I would be fully supportive at this point of a constitutional amendment saying that you lock your team name in for the season on opening day and there's no changes, no take seats. Uh, Maybe that would help improve the name culture in this league a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating to see. Jumping back to the actual performance, though, uh, the one thing I will point out is that Jeremiah's win, uh, obviously he got just a a ton of points overall, but it was motivated in a large way by his offense. Uh, He got 174 offensive points, which is uh, just an incredible performance. Obviously, Acuna had a, a big week. 54 of those points are his. But overall, it really does seem like on on balance, uh, Jeremiah's offense is really clicking right now to a level that most other teams just can't match.
2: Yeah, this has got to be one of the higher point totals we've seen all year, right? 365.5?
1: I don't remember seeing that, yeah. That high.
2: I also wonder if this is like, was Jeremiah fully
0: trying here?
2: Was Richard and uh, Anthony
1: fully trying?
0: I mean, you know, Jeremiah got nine starts. Tillo got eight, so it does seem like they were at least putting in some effort to to maximize these totals. Yeah, and
2: if Richard's trying and he's quote unquote only putting up three hundred, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do we feel?
1: It's worrying. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the playoffs. <laughs>
2: Right, but like everyone's put up a 300-point total this season. Is this his actual best point total on the year? I'm going to check that quickly.
0: I mean, the one way you can look at it is that it's much better to have this situation happen this week than early in the playoffs uh, to, uh, to put up this point total and, uh, and still lose. Uh, on the other hand, it does seem like there were uh, a number of teams that put up over 300 points this week, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, and so because of that, you can maybe say, well, I don't know if Tilla's as strong as the really strong guys.
2: I will note that he, yes, he did, uh, in fact, put up more points. That was when he lost to Chow, <laughs> funnily enough. He's put up 300 point uh, losses twice this season. Oof.
0: Yeah, And that's crazy considering he's still 13 and four. I mean, in a different year, he could easily be 15 and two at this point.
2: In a very, very slightly different year, indeed. But hey, that's baseball
1: yeah never know. you
0: never know. That's baseball, and that's the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation. and uh, commercial. <laughs> put that in the trailer for the league. Uh, believe it or not, boys, this was not the only matchup this week where both teams surpassed three hundred points because we had the showdown oh between Ryan and Mike Kaminsky. Uh, This is obviously a a big matchup for both these teams, both guys fighting for, uh, some would say, their playoff lives, some would say playoff positioning. Uh, In either case, it's a a matchup that means a lot to both these teams. And it was Ryan who really made a statement in this one. He won 346 to 301.3 for Kaminsky. So uh, a big win all around uh, for Ryan, uh, edging out Kaminsky, who obviously had a a respectable point total of his own, very respectable there. But uh, what do we think about these two teams? Uh, Ryan's fucking scary right yeah, now.
2: Yeah, he is. I'm gonna recant any doubting. He's put up 300 point totals in three of the past four weeks. That is insane. Yeah. That is consistency on a level. And that fourth week with 272 points, like, ain't too shabby either.
1: You know what's the secret? Why he's doing that? He has so many the Houston Astros players, and, like, the, the Astros are, like, on fire right now. And I think he's just like adding up to all his points. Is that unsustainable, even mm. though? Like the Astros are just good. <laughs> I mean, oh, holy smokes. Okay, he has one, two, three, four in his like starting lineup. He has Bregman, Correa, Alvarez, and Springer. That's insane. That's why. Also, some good pitching. And yeah. Granky. <laughs> <And Granke. laughs>
0: I mean, what's really wild to me looking at this matchup is the fact that over just the the last two days of the matchup over this past weekend Ryan put up essentially 200 points over two days like that's a a level of performance I don't know if we've ever seen something like that before I mean it's exceedingly rare for a guy to have one 100 point day but to nearly have two in two days is just uh, another level so there really aren't any teams that are quite as hot as Ryan is right now
1: That's insane.
2: You have to sort of, if you're Mike, you sort of have to hope that you don't run into this again because Mike's 300 points weren't too shabby. He had nine starts. Like, that's trying sort of hard. Maybe you'll claim it was still a maintenance (laughs) week somehow, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's the maybe silver lining for Kaminsky here is he really dragged himself over that 300-point threshold because, as as you can see, he got nine starts, he had six matchup acquisitions, so he was managing with a purpose, and it clearly paid off because, again, above 300 points is a good week. He just had the misfortune of going up against Ryan on this particular occasion.
2: Yeah, uh, had scrubs like Mike Trout who didn't put up as many points as those Houston Astros
0: players. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what the hell is wrong with Mike Trout? Who's he again?
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's maybe part of the irony of it, is that uh, this is sort of one of the the stronger weeks Mike has had in terms of pitching in the last little while, but it's now his offense that's taking a step back, and he had a, a couple of guys who really did not perform as well as they could have, and obviously there's you know always injury issues. There's, there's concerns there for his team, but... Uh, It does feel like that's one aspect of his team you'd really hope he'd have clicked into place by now.
1: Yeah. Honestly, good for Ryan, man. I I know he's been wanting it. He's been wanting to have a strong team for like the whole season now. And I think he's got it now. Let's hope uh, it sticks for him.
2: Oh, you know, the more we (laughs) say it, the more it'll come crashing down. I'm sure. (laughs) Let's
1: just... Yeah, for his sake, let's hope the Astros uh, keep playing well.
0: <laughs> no uh, September hangover.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, so we've talked about four of the five teams that got over 300 points in this past week. Uh, and let's take uh, our attention now to team number five of five, because it was RKR, who every time this time of year rolls around, he gets that little... A little extra voodoo magic in the step, and he certainly delivered in this week eighteen, putting up three hundred twenty nine point eight points, just a, an astounding point total. Uh, somehow enough to beat Ellie, who had one thirty eight point three. So forget doubling; he nearly tripled him up. Uh, but it's obviously a, a big win for RKR, who is now somehow four and 2 and fifteen for Ellie. Uh, big win here for RKR. I, I don't think anyone can realistically say they saw it coming, right, guys? um no i'm, I'm <laughs> very happy for rkr and uh yeah. very glad i
2: didn't face him this week <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah good for him i remember last week i said the rkr would have been to win this matchup so one point for me but um yeah i don't expect this level of consistency every week uh But yeah, he just had a strong week in in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously this is an exceptional performance. He had nearly 200 points of offense. uh, So it's clear what uh, aspect of his team is powering him forward. But I mean, if you're a team like RKR, who's essentially rebuilding since he broke into this league, this definitely gives you a lot of hope. There are some guys on his roster, you know, young guys. He's got Gio, he's got uh, Jorge Solar. Uh, so obviously, you know, yes, yeah. that can be the team going into next season. And now with the, the 15 keeper minimum, uh, it's in his best interest to really find these young studs who can perform like this. And uh, weeks like this certainly give him a, a clear hope for the future.
2: I, I agree with most of what you just said, but I don't think you can call a, what was it, 15 and four season a rebuilding one?
0: I mean, in a spiritual sense. Yeah. It-
2: a little bit, but that's like one of the best. That's probably in the top ten percent of teams. Probably the top five percent of teams that have ever graced this league.
0: Uh, fair enough.
2: Like if I went that, I'd, I'd make sure everybody knew about it. Don't get me wrong.
0: I uh, clearly RKR's weakness is self-promotion.
2: He needs to plan better.
1: You know what's guys funny? Ellie got three starts holy smokes hey <laughs> does he have any starting pitchers uh, evidently not i well i, I just i do I, I just see a lot of relievers i do want to <laughs> say though ellie
2: is the pitcher of consistency for the last not five not six but seven weeks he's gotten between 130 and 180 <laughs> points like damn way to be consistently damn. below mediocre like <laughs> You're looking up <laughs> at the Mendoza line, but you're not reaching over it and you're not getting out of sight of it. Damn, Ellie. That's impressive. Yeah. He knows
0: his lane and he sticks to it. So we did have five teams with over 300 points in this past week. And we very nearly had six, thanks to another unexpected performance where we had the matchup between Newton and Ash Sebastian, the Moneyballers. And it was Newton who won in a, a big way, uh, 295.5, suggests so just 4.5 points short, uh, of that 300 mark, uh, that's a, a great performance for him. Obviously, uh, Ash not so bad himself, 245, but obviously he takes the loss in this one. That moves Newton up. Uh, he's now seven and ten. Uh, that's a, a pretty good improvement for him. Ash sadly drops to six and eleven. So uh, no surprise where these two teams are headed in terms of their record. But what do we think about this performance from I guess either of these guys?
1: Carf Newton. <clears throat> He's uh he's kind of surprising me actually. He, um, he's putting up good like point totals recently. I'm pretty sure that two weeks ago he put up a nice points total. I can't remember exactly. maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but I think he he's been uh, like pretty good lately. so it's good for him. Um, for what he has. what player he has, I think it's a respectable uh, performance
2: yeah uh just confirming that two weeks ago he put up 226.6 points so uh it was more than i put up last week i think so yeah (laughs) i I can't call that not impressive but you can (laughs) nick or me (laughs) uh definitely not nick as well we'll get to that but you i think
0: I mean, I think oftentimes we have a, a tendency, even I say this is the host of a, a weekly podcast about this league, you have a tendency to ignore teams that aren't directly in the playoff picture or who have sort of lost early and taken themselves out of contention that way. Uh, there is a lot of hope with Gart Newton, though. Uh, I think Newton does have a, a strong foundation. He has a considerable acumen as an owner. I don't think anyone would ever take that away from him, so... Uh, really, it's just a question of what he's going to do next season and the seasons to come. And uh, again, similar to RKR, performance Mm -hmm. like this uh, can only give you hope for better things to come.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be actually pretty good uh, next year. I think he, like you said, Nick, he has some a strong foundation. So uh, I I won't be surprised if he uh, gets a a winning record next year.
2: I'd say this is almost giving more hope to ash though like with the new top performers feature on espn thank you by the way for adding a useful feature for once his free top performers are i think all rookies mike soroka fernando tatis jr and shane bieber like way to see your rookies be taking off the rest of your team is shit so it's not all sunshine and rainbows but if you want to see anyone doing well it's those kids uh, I also have a fun fact for everyone, which I just realized and Cam sort of confirmed to me. Ash is the first team in the history of this league to win Europa and not make playoffs the following year.
0: Yay! Oof. You did uh, it! A very fun fact for everyone <laughs> not named Ash, I would say.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Poor him. Great team, Ash, but just maybe, maybe next year.
0: Yeah, it only takes one year. Uh, Well, we've got uh, other matchups we can take a look at. Uh, I think, Stads, uh, as you might have been teasing earlier, there's uh, another matchup that we can talk about, and it's the one that features you in it. Uh, You were taking on Aiden this week, uh, fighting for your playoff life, and you gave yourself a a real shot in the arm with a key victory, pulling it out 203.9 to 174.1 for Aiden. So you guys are both 10-7 and now, dead even heat. Uh, but it was obviously your victory that got you to that position. How are you feeling after this one? Uh, I, I don't think I can take too
2: much credit. To put it in Jeremiah terms, this was two old grandmas fighting each other, and I just had the slightly more sharply embroidered purse to whip Aiden with. Now, I'm going to make the typical excuse of, oh, I have like four really good starting pitchers on ice right now. Uh, what uh, can I do? Uh, I also have a bunch of uh, bats now deciding that they have arm injuries or some bullshit like that. So it's kind of a miracle that I won this. I don't know what Aiden's excuse is. These injuries aren't even all that bad. Uh, Like Ryu came back and pitched a gem for him. Don't know what his excuse is for putting up such a pathetic point total. But hey, I'll take it. That's going to keep my playoff dreams alive for another day.
1: I have a question for you, Ian. Yes. How do you like? Do you expect no. to? No, <laughs> I don't think I've been
2: expecting to make the playoffs for about half the season because I have to beat Flex, and Flex is going to put me in the ground. And now that's apparently a meme. I've seen him post exactly those words in Slack like four times. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Man, I don't know. Like, it, good for you if you make the playoffs, but I like, I don't think you're gonna make.
2: it. I don't have the right trajectory. I haven't put up a really good point total for the last little while.
1: No. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. One point one points. Oh, you, you hurt me. <laughs> There goes your week. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> what they, they say more. is that you don't have to be the best guy in the universe, you just have to be better than the guy across from you, and and you certainly embodied that performance here Stads, and uh, the other th- thing they say is if you fight for your dreams, then your dreams will fight for you, and uh, it does seem like keeping your chances alive, even if it's just one more week, uh, that's a pretty good thing, uh, and it definitely gives you a, a possibility of sneaking into the playoffs still, so now you just have to get lucky once, twice more, and uh, see what happens. So at least you're uh, in contention right down to the very end. It's all like
1: don't let your dreams be dreams. It's not like
2: Flex is super <laughs> hot it. right now, anyway. And if I had Shia LaBeouf telling me to manage my team better, I would certainly do it better. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you need him as a motivational yeah. coach.
2: Um, seeing as one of you is a definite playoff team, unless I put up like. One thousand points over the next two weeks, I think. And one of you is definitely not a playoff team. So. Uh, who do you think deserves to make the playoffs more between me, Squirtle Squad, and Aiden? Because that's pretty much the three teams fighting for the last spot. Nick, you go first. Deserves
1: yeah. it more? <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be pretty impressive that the Squirtle Squad was making.
0: The I mean, deserves is a real loaded term, I think. Uh, but. <laughs> Oh, it is. I, I would I say I it. don't support the Squirrel yeah. squad. I, I don't support the mission of their team. I don't support the the outcomes they've had this season. So it's tough for me to pull for them. Uh, if Aiden had been beaten you, uh, it would have been not really as much of a contest. and It would have been fairly easy to say that uh, he's the, the most deserving one. But uh, now that you beat him, I think, you know, uh, as my team name indicates, you beat the man, uh, you are the man. Uh, and so for that reason, I think maybe you've sort of taken the mantle as the the guy who should be in the playoffs out of that trio.
1: <laughs> That's the answer you wanted to hear, eh?
0: It was certainly motivational. Uh, <laughs> Do it, Ian! Uh, well, speaking of the, the owner on this podcast who is going to make the playoffs, uh, it's not confirmed, so I'm, I'm not going to actually say it. But uh, Ben, you had a, a big win this it. week. Uh, you uh, managed to knock off Jameel, who gave it his yes. best, but could only muster 166.5 points. You, on the other hand, put up 278.6, so a good point total for you. Uh, you are now 12 and five. Jamil obviously, four and thirteen. Uh, so it's looking pretty good for you to get the that second co- uh, conference qualifier slot on behalf of the tough customers, but how are you feeling about your team at this moment in time? It's
1: fun. Uh I mean it's not my regular stars who like performed uh last week. Um JD Davis, Jonathan Villar, and my pitcher Jake Odorizzi. Um surprisingly Yelik, you know, was pretty quiet. He was injured for like the whole weekend. And he still put up 13 points. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I'm feeling good. But like I said, and since the beginning of the season, I don't expect to win the championship. I, but I wish I can make a surprise, you know, make a, some teams a little worried, make, make teams a little scared. Because my, my team is very streaky. Um, I was mentioning to Nick just before the podcast started, actually, that, you know, I'm second tied for home runs, but I'm leading in walks and I'm on the second worst for strikeouts. it's like, (laughs) it's like all or or nothing or just get on base. You know, it's very, it's a very weird, weird team, but I love it. You know, it's gets my adrenaline and energy pumped up.
2: If it. If it was up to me, when it's a playoff matchup, I'd rather be streaky than consistent. Consistent means that you're not going to peak. It means that mm. if they have a good week, you don't have hope. Streaky means you can just put 350 points up and say, fuck you, here's mine.
1: That's right. Yeah. Like, I can put up, like, 300 points and surprise a team, you know? Who knows? Yelich will just put Jelic? up 100 points. I don't know if that's yeah. ever been done before. We'll find out. Yeah. Let's hope his back is fine, because... it's. Like the fifth time in the season that he's been having back like, problems.
2: I'm caring, the yeah, Brewers I mean,
0: too much. Uh, ben, you and your three-team outcome <laughs> team, uh, uh, obviously you didn't get over the 300-point threshold like some other teams, but yeah, you're right there in the, the neighborhood of 300 points. No. You've been fairly consistent the past couple of weeks, though. So, I do think that, the, in general, you're uh, sort of positive moving towards the playoffs, and There are reasons. I don't think I would pick you as a a first-round matchup in in any circumstance. So uh, there certainly is a a lot of uh, mojo behind you at the moment.
1: Yeah. um, First season, let's hope I can go very far. Maybe I'm going to be the Vegas uh, Golden Knights of uh, baseball, So of the Flexbox fantasy. So (laughs) we'll see.
2: I think last time at first, uh, sorry, a new owner made the playoffs. It was RKR and Chris. Oh! And they both got curb stomped, from what I recall. So break the curse, eh?
0: Wow. Uh, so okay. there I'll are, try. Knock on wood. Uh me on wood. Uh, a couple <laughs> more matches we can talk about here in, uh, in Week 18. Uh, we've got one that sort of shakes up the, the Vaz equation a little bit because we've got Lim taking on Garth M. Uh, and it was Garth M who managed to pull out the victory here. It wasn't pretty for either of these guys. Garth M got 160.2 points to 146.7 for Lim. So Garth M picks up the victory. He is now 4-13. Lim drops uh, and is also 4-13. And, uh, and so now there's a, a real logjam because Jameel Lim, Garth M, and RKR, all 4-13. One of those guys is in all likelihood going to make Europa. The other three are going to be relegated to the Vaz, so... Uh, really, it's just a, a question at this point of who ends up in which competition. Lim,
1: I have a question for you. Why, why only two starts, two games started? Like, <laughs> I know you listen to the podcast, but I want to know: Are you trying? Are you picking up like starting no. pitchers or something? <laughs> like, ah, it, oh, man, it's frustrating. Two starts. Oh, do you want to win or not? Like, do you just, are you just on Slack to, like, shoot the shit? Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some competition from me. I want to see some some engagement, some, you know. Ugh. It's frustrating.
2: I sense great disappointment and Bound.
1: Yes. I mean, if you're in the league, you want to win, right? No? Is this just, just me or no? Okay, maybe I'm too competitive and I don't know. Like...
2: Lim is an agent of chaos and 69 <laughs> emojis. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
2: I don't know, Nick. You you know Lim the best, Boof, because I think he's in Ottawa, and because you had him on your show. What what do you think the story is here?
0: I mean, it's implying that anyone can understand Lim is your first mistake. He is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Uh, he's gonna do his own thing. Uh, there's a, a strong argument that he really should be trying very hard right now to win and get into Europe where his odds of getting better draft picks would be better. Uh, but based on his recent actions, I think he's clearly disinterested in that. So uh, I'll leave it up to Lim to explain his own actions in Slack, although knowing him, he will absolutely not do that and probably try and make some sort of meme. To give some airspace to Garf McInnes here. He's he trying.
2: It's not successful, but he trying.
0: <laughs> well, I want to give him big ups for picking up uh, Aristides Aquino. Yeah. Definitely not saying that right. Picking him up on Monday, uh, the, the biggest breakout week of his career. I don't know if Garth M has an inside connection on that one, but... Uh, good on him. Also, uh, everyone should check out Aquino's uh, highlights, specifically look at his batting stance. He is the weirdest batting stance I've ever seen, and I absolutely love it. Looks like me trying to play softball and and become a a pull hitter, so uh, definitely check that one out. (laughs) Uh, More matchups here. Let's talk about the one uh, that doesn't feature me first, because we've got Chow taking on Luke, uh, never bunt. In a matchup that uh, realistically was about Europa seeding, uh, and because of the result, its official Chow has been eliminated from playoff contention. Luke wins this one two hundred four point two to one sixty two point two. So uh, Luke, unfortunately, not successful at the Canadian Little League Championship, but he has this as a consolation prize, beating Chow and improving to seven nine and one. Chow eight nine and oh. Uh, what do we think about this matchup?
2: Uh, Chow you tried so hard and got so far but in the end you put up 160 (laughs) points you loser (laughs) that's it that's my eulogy
1: (laughs) yeah Chow. i mean i like you but
0: no i'm yeah i don't think for most of the year he was at all really a serious playoff contender uh i do feel like chow put himself into a, a good position at the start of the year but then had some bad luck uh did, did not get out the gate yeah. the way he'd hoped to. So, I mean, if he'd had a couple extra wins early on, maybe it would be a different story. But uh, just a, a tough year for him. Uh, had some fun with it, though, and excited to see him in Europa, see how he does there, and see how he handles 2020. Yeah, he's certainly yeah. scary.
2: And he's actually trying nine starts. Ain't bad.
0: Chow is a very good owner when he wants to be. When he's, uh, when he's going full confidence, uh, I definitely respect him as an owner there's always next year. Ciao. There's always next year. Uh when on a, a similar sentiment we can talk about my matchup. I was taking on Chris Kennedy uh and <laughs> as as oh, we God. all say, as Ryan said, as I've said, as Ben told me repeatedly throughout the week, you can't lose to Chris Kennedy. And I mean, I, I don't know if you are whop, familiar with the whop, the Greek myth whop. of Tantalus, but this was the Tantalus of Uh, matchups here because it was low scoring. It was very much winnable for me. I made it close repeatedly, but could not quite get ahead. And so in fact, I did lose this one. I did lose to Chris Kennedy, uh, 172.9 to 169.7. So my uh, season officially ends with a whimper, not a bang. I will be in the Europa postseason competition this year. uh, And I've done so in a horrible fashion, and if uh, only to add injury to insult, this is the win that clinch, uh, clinches a playoff spot for Chris. So uh, I guess he can enjoy the the postseason in my stead. Uh, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. How are you guys feeling about me now,
1: Nick? I have questions for you. Um, do you regret? Let's clear this once for all. Do you regret your trade for Matt Carpenter?
0: the i mean the mac carpenter one i do i regret is a strong word i it obviously did not play out the way I wanted to I was hoping that he was on the, the cusp of a second half surge and that really didn't happen uh i' mean at this point i'm happy to hold on to him see if he can uh turn himself into an asset he's a uh, he's he got hopefully there's still the potential of doing something but yeah that one that one did not work out so well for me,
1: yeah.
2: Would you call yourself the Cincinnati Reds of the Flex Fox Fantasy
0: League? That's fair. Uh, I I deserve that. Uh, I do have cool hats, but I mean, I would say that, like, at least in the Matt Carpenter trade, I didn't give up anything that would be helping me now instead. Like, there there wasn't anything that would have been significantly different had I I not made that trade, other than... A roster spot, so it's not the okay. biggest loss in that regard.
1: And Dallas Kukuchel, Q- 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 did you give
0: up a lot for him, Keiko? Well, what I, the main piece I gave up in the the Keiko deal was uh, Kikuchi oh, going the other right. way, who has also had a, a fair amount of struggle recently. And I, I guess Nunez, but I was going to drop him one way or the other, so he was really just throwing in that deal. Lots- so mm. I, I, I could have not made the deal. Uh, it really would not have made a a difference to my current predicament, though. So, uh, that's what you get sometimes.
1: Yeah, I get, okay, not so bad. I thought you gave up a lot more, but you know, you you took a chance, and I respect that. Um, fortunately, yeah, the, there's always next year, eh, Nick?
0: That's true. the The one thing I'll say, I guess, to put a coda on the season is that, uh, as it stands, I have uh forty two hundred points this year, which is a uh, a solid four hundred more than Ian, three hundred more than Squirrel Squad, and two hundred yeah. more than uh than Chris or Aiden. So, uh, you know what? I've been the bad team that got lucky, and now I guess I'm the good team that got bad.
2: To give some airtime to Chris, uh, pathetic point total, but I did notice something interesting. Uh, if we look back to matchup eleven, he had one hundred and forty six points, and then he climbs this mountain: two sixty eight, two eighty one, three twelve and since that free 12 he's been 239 216 172 so either he's really you know searching for gold down in the dumps or he's going to hmm. climb another mountain just in time for playoffs that is
1: interesting Let, hmm. so if he continues to go down throughout the season and he clinch a playoff spots, that first round is going to be like yeah like he can lose. like that his uh, opponent will be very happy Let's just see.
2: Yeah, that's pretty fair. If he's putting up this point total in the playoffs, I think. We all deserve to laugh a little.
0: I mean, I do like the uh, the synchronized point total there. Always good when, he, when you can put bookends on it. So maybe he's just a, a fan of poetry like that. Uh, but unless anyone has other things they want <laughs> to say... Take... About Chris Kennedy, I think that's going to do it for week 18. How do we feel about the week that was? Yay. Well said. Uh, So to cheer myself up after uh, sort of a a downer ending there, uh, talking about myself getting eliminated, uh, I figured it would be a great midpoint to do what we tend to do once a year here, our annual check-in. Uh, and look at some podcast stats. So I've got the SoundCloud stats page. SoundCloud, obviously, the platform where we host our podcast. And then it gets to you either via the website or via iTunes or your podcast listening app of choice. Uh, and the the stats, the all the plays roll in. They get tabulated on the platform. And then we get to talk about all the the fun numbers. So i got some good ones here for you. Uh, and uh, these are... Go ahead. Before we start,
2: how much of a uh, all the crazy locations around the world are just going to be Jamil I mean, that's going fair. to random uh... places for Instagram? <laughs> before before we actually look at it, before we hear anything, is it just Jamil being everywhere?
0: <laughs> I I I have not looked that closely. So as we do it, you'll have to tell me if Jamil has been there in calendar year twenty nineteen or not. Uh, well, and so first off, uh, talking about calendar year 2019 compared to 2016, 2017, and 2018, uh, I guess my first question, if you guys wanted to guess, was how many plays have our podcast gotten since January 1st, 2019?
1: Hmm. We can do a quick math here. There's 20 of us in the league. How many of us actually listen to the podcast? 10? Less than 10? I'd more, say yeah. more.
2: I also know for a fact my dad listens to this <laughs> podcast. Um, Hello, Mr. Stadelman. So there's probably like a couple of random family members. I know Anthony also probably listens to it. Jafish listens to it as this cam. Um, so there's a couple co owners which will also do it. So I'd say about 20, uh, 17 weeks plus like one pre season yeah. one. So I'd say the Hmm.
1: I say i say 320 uh
0: both good guesses i like the attempts at math sadly uh you are both way under we are currently sitting at 902 plays on our podcast so wow ah parfait okay wow tabarnak (laughs) damn uh that's uh for the record a little bit behind where we were at this point in 2018 but miles ahead of 2016 and 2017 so clearly our our stock is still on the up and up people love listening to these great audio products we produce uh i can tell you what our most played episodes have been uh number one not really surprising is the draft recap special uh which is obviously when people are the most excited about this when we seem to every year get the most uh insight from uh, or listeners stumbling in from other places uh the other interesting thing though is we had just a talking number of plays on our week seven review week eight preview so i don't remember off the top of my dome if there was anything especially good in week seven or week eight but people sure wanted to listen to that one was that the <laughs> first one i was on this year possibly
1: it's not because of you ian <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I don't know what promo you've been oh, doing. Not, not so, me? oh man, uh, I want to give uh, a shout out real quick to our listeners who are listening with a logged in account. Uh, our our biggest fan by a considerable margin is Ryan. Uh, I assume Ryan Neeson from the league. Shout out to him. Uh, followed closely by Cam McInnes and Richard Tillo. Uh, but then let's talk about some other users who are apparently listening to us, like Ogo's Opinions, DJ Chris Two Four Two, Calm Mind Confident Life, uh, and DJ Timmy Mini. Uh, so thanks to all you guys for listening. I'm fairly confident you won't hear this, <laughs> but if you are, if you are listening, send us an email. I'd love to hear from you.
1: Oh, welcome, guys. Jeez, it's nice to be uh, heard. I guess. My total strangers, uh, And
0: then finally, uh, as Ian alluded to, the best part of this is obviously the top cities feature. We get to see our plays in various cities around the world. Uh, and I mean, uh, we start off with one that should be no surprise. Number one city for this podcast is Toronto, Canada. Uh, very good for Toronto. Uh, I assume they count Scarborough in that and they didn't break that out separately. Ooh, represent that. Uh, number two, though, already a plot oh. twist, New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know if Jamil's been spending a lot of time in Clifton. I uh, don't know what's up with that, but the people of Clifton cannot Thanks. get enough of us. Shout out to Clifton, New Jersey.
1: <laughs> is there someone that lives there? What? <laughs> what? Like, maybe Chris? I,
0: I honestly cannot explain oh, that one. Maybe there's uh, some sort of podcast app that's based there. But yeah, Clifton, New Jersey is, is big for us. How many?
2: How many in Clifton?
0: Of our 900 plays, 80 came from Clifton, New Jersey, and how many Holy from fuck. how many from Ottawa? I, I got nothing.
1: Okay, well okay. I'll,
0: I'll go down the list. So we had T- T- Toronto at 107, then Clifton, then Kitchener, New York. Uh, also curious, uh, then Concord, Ontario, Guelph, Aurelia, and then Ottawa with 13 plays. So uh, I guess you, I guess you've been slap, uh, slacking a little bit on that one. Uh, is Concord a suburb of Ottawa,
2: sorry, or is that northern Toronto suburb? Because I know there's sort of one, but it's yeah, I thought that's the one really that was near Canada, Canada Land.
1: Oh, Nick, I, I don't think okay. I'm even okay. logged into SoundCloud. <laughs> Maybe that's why the well, it doesn't make sense. Thirteen like listens. Yeah, and ah. sometimes
0: the geolocation can be a little bit off, so it's it's not an exact science in terms of number of plays. Uh, but we've got some other uh, interesting locations just outside of the top ten, like Minsk, Belarus; uh, Sydney, Florida; uh, Vilnius, Lithuania; uh, San Diego, California. Oh. Shout out to San Diego. Brat, Brat. Kiev, Ukraine. Colombia, Madrid, Spain. Uh, Rabat, Morocco, and Shede, Netherlands. Uh, Centerville, Maryland. Uh, Amman, Jordan. Lucknow, India. San Juan, Puerto Rico and Nablus in the state of Palestine. How?
1: <laughs> There's no uh, the listen from Greece? Because I, I I listen to the podcast in Greece.
0: Well, that was going to be my next question. Uh, oh. ben, are you the one listen we got from Athens, uh. Greece?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> now, we got exactly
0: one from Greece, so it was uh, either you or Stavros, but uh, glad to know it was you
1: yeah (laughs) that's for sure me during my vacation i made sure to listen to the podcast always
0: uh but you were not the one in the state of palestine i don't think that was jamil either
1: no no that wasn't me
0: (laughs) i wonder how many of
2: these are people using like a vpn because i could see like some people in That's our league right. using a tour now to also makes the sense podcast on that or something
0: uh but again like i said before if you are out there and you are not a league owner or connected to the league please reach out to us would love to hear from you uh might find some way to reward you if possible so uh thanks for being uh loyal listeners all of you
1: <laughs> thanks guys we love you
2: uh thank you i don't know if that was the right <laughs> language to say thank you in but i'll roll with it merci nice. beaucoup
0: uh, so we can obviously talk about Week 19 uh, here in a minute, but I think just for our audio listeners who maybe don't have the standings in front of them, it would be good to recap where we're at uh, in terms of the playoff picture uh, and whatnot. Uh, so just going quickly, we've got uh, four teams who have clinched the playoffs. Three of them are the division leaders, Jeremiah, Otillo, and Flex. Uh, Chris has cl- uh, clinched the first of the two conference qualifier slots. On behalf of the FlexFox Fox Family Conference, uh, the one division spot that's still up for grabs is Ryan, who is currently leading twice the division. He's at eleven and six, uh, but hot on his heels, still in the hunt are Aiden and the Squirtle Squad, who are both ten and seven. Uh, and the Aiden and Squirtle, Aiden is currently holding down one of the wild card spots with Squirtle chasing. Uh, Mike has the other wild card slot at eleven and six. Uh, Stads is also at 10 and 7 in the hunt for either of those wild cards. And then there is Ben, who is at 12 and 5, uh, who looks pretty good for the other conference qualifier slot, but still has to lock it up. Uh, And then the teams that are locked into Europa are myself, Chow, Luke, and Garth Newton. And then Ash, Jamil, Lim, Garth M, and RKR could go either Vaz or Europa. And finally, Ellie is in the Vaz confirmed. So that's where we stand, heading into Week 19. Uh, We can talk about all the great matchups. Uh, It's an interesting week, uh, but I think we got to go to the one that Stad's already teased, which is his matchup uh, against Flex. Uh, It's been been a running joke on Slack. There has been a a lot of uh, joviality attached to this matchup about Flex's potential curb stomping, but so far that has not happened to date. In fact, Stad You have the lead, 42.8 points to 27.5 for flex. How are you feeling this one? Not too great. Uh, My starts
2: don't match up all that well. Uh, And having hope is what kills you. So I'm going to not do any of that. No, no, thank you.
1: You don't want to believe in Vladimir Aguirre Jr.?
2: I'll I'll believe in Vlad, but I definitely won't believe (laughs) in myself. So I guess I'm imposing my own failures on Vlad, giving him Vladdy issues, Man, if you will. Man, I think
1: you're just playing reverse psychology right now. I think you are feeling good, and I, think I don't you think you want to enough to
2: know <laughs> what that is. Uh, yeah. Yes, I want to win. Come on, but fifteen point lead ain't a lot.
0: Yeah, obviously this is a, a tight matchup, but you're coming off a, a win. Uh, which is something Flex cannot say. And it does seem like Flex has had his struggles recently. So uh, is there any part of you that believes that maybe he's ripe for the picking at the moment?
2: I don't know if he's ripe for the picking, but I do know Flex is merciful. And I could not Cam out of playoffs. And Flex might enjoy that from a certain Twisted Friend perspective. I guess I got to hope for that.
0: Well, if you're talking about who we think is going to win this matchup, I think I'll go first and just say I've always maintained that I'm about maximizing chaos at this point. Uh, And so a win by you here would definitely help drag it out uh, instead of a a big week 20th early season. So I'm definitely backing you to beat Flex in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I second that. I think you're going to win this week.
2: I hate you all. Stop giving me hope. (laughs)
1: I see the play- the players you have, and they're hot this week, so...
2: All right. Are I they really? You win. Let me look at my top I performers. So. Yeah, Vlad with 10.1, Otani with 7.9, Reynolds with 7. Uh, and I haven't had any starts yet, and Flex has, so I guess there's that. Oh man, I'm, tr- I'm coming around on this, oh no. Oh no,
0: no, no. <laughs> uh, well, before we'll change
1: your opinion really quickly... <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Before
0: you get too much hope, uh, we can obviously move on to the next matchup. Uh, and the other one that has just tremendous playoff implications here is the showdown between the Squirtle Squad. And uh, realistically, whoever wins this matchup has a, a pretty good chance of making the playoffs. Whoever loses has a very poor chance. So all the chips on the table for both these teams here. Uh, and it's close, but at the moment the Squirtle Squad does have the advantage. Forty-three point two points to thirty-six point seven for Aiden. Uh still early, still could go either way. Uh who are you guys liking in this matchup?
1: Squirtle Squad. Squirtle. <laughs> squirtle.
0: Squirtle.
1: Squirtle. I I keep uh like I don't trust Aiden, man. I don't trust his team. I'm sorry, Aiden. I keep like bashing on you all like all year. But like I, you just your team just doesn't spark like confidence in me like i and i don't know why but like squirrel squad you know like they're, they're just they're good at managing their team and i,
0: won't be I mean aiden's season has really been one of ups and downs he went on that big win streak earlier where he won something like six in a row to get back into realistic contention yeah uh but then since the all-star break he's lost three of four which is put it back on on thin ice so uh and and from that point of view, I'm not sure if he's got enough to pull out a win. Uh, the what have been all about getting to 200 points uh, as a, a baseline, and that's something that Aiden has struggled to reach as of late. So the odds are really not looking good for him. Uh, and as much as I'd like to see him uh, pull off a win here and and rebound his team a little bit, I realistically I think this one has to go to the the sports.
2: I just want to say something. If I somehow should win. And Squirtle Squad wins. I think I'm the playoff favorite. Because I will be facing RKR, and he put up an amazing point total, but still, he's fighting to get out of the vase. I think I can fairly say that he's not the scariest team. Aiden will have lost, so if I beat RKR, he's out. Doesn't matter. Uh, and Squirtle Squad will be facing Richard Tillo and Adrian Bueno. They scary. They can put up more than 200 points. They've put up more than 200 points practically every week this season. So I'm 100% team Squirtle Squad. Squirt like you guys have never squirted before. Come on.
1: (laughs) That's a lot of ifs, Ian. That's a lot of ifs. It's not a
2: ton of ifs. It's like two of them. And one of them is already... Actually, both of them are already happening. I'm winning and Squirtle Squad's winning. I don't know how much more guaranteed it could get.
1: Yeah, but then the next week, this has to happen, this has to happen.
2: Oh, I just need to beat RKR. <laughs> you
1: never know. Yeah,
2: I'm jinxing
0: it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, fate's nothing if it can't be tempted. A uh, couple more matchups, though, that are, are really interesting here in terms of the playoffs. One, in fact, is yours, Ben. Uh, you're taking on Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, here. Uh, obviously, both of you are in pretty good position to make the playoffs, but whoever loses this matchup is going to be on decidedly thinner ice than the winner. And right now, you've opened up a, a pretty wide lead at this stage, 77 points to twenty-seven for 4, Kaminsky. Uh, how are you feeling about your chances in this one?
1: Uh, eh, eh. That's, that's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just very, very scared of Mike and... Yes, I have a good start right now, these last two days. But um, Mike has the pitching, and he has a lot of them. And I think uh, it would be a foolish of me to say that I'm going to win this week confidently. So, um, I don't know. It, it put you in at like
2: 85-90% here. Not guaranteed, but pretty high. Really? You have a quality start about to be counted to yeah factor that oh that's
1: right yeah yeah
2: you're about to get seven points nah i don't
1: know man like i don't know i don't uh i'm i don't know if i have to pick a team here (laughs) but I, i i mean you know what i'm just gonna pick mike you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna lose this week See, I already lost point okay. five points.
2: Talk about projecting! <laughs> Talk about projecting! You're like, oh, Ian, you're doing a reverse psychology <laughs> thing, and then you pick Mike to win yep. your own matchup. You oh go. my goodness, what's yeah, going yeah. on?
1: So if not I do, lose, the then I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be disappointed because I already predicted I'm gonna lose.
0: Uh, I think you guys both need to head to self-confidence therapy in the offseason. Uh, we can arrange that. <laughs> I've got more than enough for this. Me. I mean, I think, uh, Ben, this is what we'd call a yardstick matchup because win or lose, you're going to see how you're doing against a, a comparable team to yours at this stage in the game. Uh, you guys are, are both playoff teams. Obviously, Mike Kaminsky has... a. Uh, a long reputation preceding him as defending champ. So this is a good chance for you to to show what you're made of. Uh, and frankly, if you can convince Point out of Glenn Sparkman, I think you can do anything. So I feel like you've got this matchup. Uh, you're going to go in the playoffs on a, a huge high here and really set yourself up well for playoff success. Oh, thanks, also, Nick. So Some-
2: just like Ben winning, still leaves open the possibility for Mike not even making playoffs. I don't think it's likely or anything, <sighs> but it would be hilarious. What- Ben, you've Wait, got it locked on, up.
1: There's a chance that Mike won't make the playoffs?
2: If he loses twice, what? and uh, I think if I win a bunch and... Either Aiden or Squirtle wins a bunch. Oh, well, forget that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so it's very
2: unlikely. Oh, it's it's unlikely, but you're keeping it alive.
0: Ben, you're 12 and 5, so you're doing pretty well. But Ryan and Mike are both 11 and 6 and being chased by three 10 and 7 teams. So it's very much in play for both those guys.
2: Yeah. No, Ben, you've got it completely locked up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'll the only way it could not happen
2: is based off of tiebreakers, and I think the conference wins tiebreaker, we would be tied, and so that would mean that I have to get uh, 700 more points than you in the coming two weeks. Mm. Is that gonna happen?
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so Is that gonna happen?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who believes in themselves You, you know less? what worries me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, know what worries me though. It, okay, let's say I do make the playoffs. Then my first round opponent, like, will be very, very good. That's what worries me.
0: Okay,
2: who so, are so
1: th- like maybe I should lose so I can face like Adam or something.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a possibility. You can't face Chris, who I think is the real prized plum, if you will. But I don't think yeah. any of the division owners are that that easy this year
0: yeah no i mean on no. the other hand if you win out and jeremiah fails to win out you could take over the division and get yourself an even better playoff matchup you could
2: face me Ooh. we could have the lack of self-confidence ball
1: damn that would be great this would yeah, involve both of uh, our teams also
2: for... winning out which would be <laughs> kind of funny
1: <laughs> let's plan it for next year the Unconfident Well, so we
0: talk about Ryan now uh, We talk about his matchup Because obviously he needs to just win here And and lock things up But uh, he's uh, maybe playing around with it a little bit Because uh, as of right now He's taking on Jameel this week And Jamil currently has the lead 56.6 points to 33.2 Is it possible that this is where it all Finally falls apart for Ryan?
2: Being defeated at the hands of the Husan Alliance That would be a truly epic tale (laughs) <laughs> oh, I I smell a
0: story.
1: Uh, I still believe in Ryan. I think he's. Gonna
0: yeah, I mean, realistically, game. Ryan is probably the the safe pick here. Although I got to agree, the idea of Jamil losing his playoff streak, but uh, taking out a, a measure of revenge against Ryan on his way out that's that's pretty compelling, right there. So it would be great to see that happen.
2: And remember who Ryan's last matchup is against. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. It's Ash. Ash driving Ryan oh, out of playoffs is still like top 10 anime betrayal sort of thing.
0: Well, and speaking of Ash, he also has a matchup this week uh, taking on Ellie. It should be a, an easy win in theory for him, but he also is not looking so good. Uh, like, like team, like farm team, some would say. Uh, Ellie is up 49.3 points to 42.9 for Ash. Uh, how do we feel about Ash's chances of Coming back and winning that one.
1: He's got it. He's got it for sure. Ellie's going to do like, what, two starts? <laughs> so I think Ash's got it. Yeah, no,
2: Ellie's consistency is right there. So, Ash, buddy, just put up more than like 170 points and you're guaranteed to win. Yeah. Jinx.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and, and, I have to add, like, Ellie has like some. Guys in his injured list that can play, like for example, Mitch Garver, who just put up like six points, and he's on the injured list, and he's been like healthy since a while Yikes. ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. That's go funny. ahead. Go ahead. If we have a
2: hall of shame, sorry. If if the uh, Flexbox Fantasy League had a hall of shame. I feel like Ellie, I don't know if he'd have, like, the primary exhibit, but he'd definitely have, like, a special. Like, you pay a couple extra bucks to go and see it at the ROM sort of thing. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) specific. (laughs) I don't know. Like,
2: there have been some pretty bad things, and the nice thing about Ellie is that he hasn't made any trades which upset the balance of power or anything, so not full you know, Anarchy. Also hasn't dropped all his players, but still, this has got to be up there.
1: You can't imagine all these scenarios because Ellie wouldn't be there in these scenarios realistically.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the fact that there's people who are IL list eligible, and there's people on the IL list who are healthy is just... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a cardinal sin. It shows a
1: lot. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Go see the anti-pope to get your sins cleansed, Ellie, before you leave. Friendly word of advice. Uh,
0: We got a couple more matchups we got to cover in week 19 before we wrap this up. Uh, We've got Jeremiah, who uh, obviously he's got the, the division almost thrown up. He just needs to win out, but it's not going to be easy on him. He currently has the lead. Uh, He's taking on Garth M. He has 106.5, but... Garth M, 71.4 points. He is uh, not going gentle into that good night. Uh, obviously, he wants to win to get into Europa, but uh, uh, how are we feeling about this matchup? Is
2: there anything more classic, Jeremiah, than bitching about someone's player uh, and how many points they're putting up in Slack without even realizing that the person he's playing put up like 170 points last week, like literally less than half his point total? Fuck <laughs> sake, Jeremiah, get a grip.
1: I remember I think it was early in the season I think it was either you Nick or Cam told me anything that comes out of the mouth of Jeremiah is like bullshit (laughs) and since then I've been applying that (laughs) advice and uh, you know what like I'm, I'm not surprised by anything he says now so
0: I mean, that's, yeah. that's sort of Jeremiah's personal brand, uh, his his own sweet style. It uh, doesn't surprise me either. It would be fun to see him lose this matchup, uh, uh, especially if it's a situation where it causes him to sweat a little bit. Realistically, I think he's probably got this one, but hey, a guy can dream, right?
2: I'd like to see Glaber put up like 200 yeah. points and Garth McKinnis still lose just to see Jeremiah's level of completely uh, self-unconscious bitching. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. Well, don't forget that Garth McInnes also has um, Aquino in his team. So if he uh, continues uh, on his hot streak, then What's anything he Been can doing. Happen.
2: Negative two on the day.
0: Oh, Ooh, no.
1: yikes. Ooh.
0: If only he Come could trade. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Ouch. Uh, to you, Nick. <laughs> we got. Uh... Ooh, wait. What? <laughs>
2: What's Derek Fisher doing on Garth McInnes' team? I thought Mike was pledging like undying loyalty to him or something. What happened? Mike, what, did you trade him? No, you didn't. You dropped him to waivers. Shame on you. Anyway.
0: Mike's undying loyalty is incredibly dying. I feel like we should all realize this by now.
2: Eh, it's always fun to point it out. You'll probably make a snippy comment about me being a rich kid and not getting it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Tomorrow's
0: black
1: preview. <laughs> yeah. You should watch your mail also. Maybe he's going to send you something. Hey, I am
0: watching my mail, and I've been disappointed. Uh, so we've got Chris Kennedy taking on Chow in this. Up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, this looked like it could be a, a real key matchup on the season, but uh, it really does not matter as much now. Chris Kennedy obviously locked into a playoff spot, Chow locked into Europa spot, uh, but they're still going at it. Uh, and Chris is up right now, 79 points to 61.4 for Chow. Uh, who do we like in this matchup? I feel like
2: like is a strong word for either of these two teams.
0: Uh, I would like to see Chow uh, knock yeah. off Chris. If anything, just for a, a cold revenge situation after what he did to me last week.
1: Uh, Chow deserves it. He deserves it more than Chris. So right. let's I, go, I Chow. Like, I'm rooting for
2: you. I'm, I'm hoping Chris wins another cheapo. You know, keep uh, the whole theme of the season going. Take pride, uh, Chow. Give it to him.
0: You know, pride cometh before the fall. Uh speaking of playoff teams, we've got Tillo taking on Lim here. Uh Lim obviously fighting to get into Europe, but Tillo just sort of waiting for playoffs still. Uh we've got uh Tillo here with the lead 105 68.1 uh for Jeffrey Lim. Uh do we think that Lim is going to pull off an upset on this one?
1: A strong no. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Lim, if he's gonna do again like two or three starts, then no, like I don't think he can beat the Tilo with three starts.
2: I don't know which one of these owners cares less about this matchup. It's honestly <laughs> very difficult to think about, but I do like that it's a thirteen and four team facing a four and thirteen team. That makes me happy.
0: It's all about uh, the the synchronicity. Uh. We got another matchup, two two (laughs) non-playoff great weeks. Obviously, Uh, RKR and and Newton. RKR had the 300-point week. Newton just about there. Uh, RKR still fighting to uh, hopefully get into Europa, uh, as mentioned. Newton uh, feeling pretty comfortable there, getting ready for that competition. Uh, And right now it is RKR who has a slight lead, 41.2, 35.5. I don't think either of these teams are going to match their point total from last week, but who do you think is going to pick up the victory?
2: I'm hoping it's RKR here, uh, yeah. because I'm hoping he blows his entire load on this week and just forgets <laughs> about next week. He doesn't <laughs> <assist>. come on.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> um, I actually expect that RKR will win too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, uh, he just seems like the stronger team.
2: If Newton could also save his strength and beat Mike next week and keep the hopes of Mike being knocked out of playoffs alive, that would also be just Ooh. fantastic. It would be. We're all fantastic. rooting for you.
0: Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to take Newton With in this the one. I think he has the, the better record on the season for a reason. He's got the better players, and uh, I think ultimately he should be able to perform well enough in this matchup to take.
2: This RKR is illegal pickup. Just take all your guys' funny bones, too? Like, come on, mate. The The fact that Luke picked up. A uh, Colin Posh yeah. as well <laughs> earlier he just makes it all that funnier. Like he probably just oh
0: absolutely checked, like oh yeah he was picked up and dropped before definitely saved. no question the doy
1: that's probably what happened.
0: Uh, well, our final matchup at nineteen, is my own. Uh, scoring off against Luke in the battle of teams in the evil division of evil that are heading for the Europa. Uh, and it's a, a close matchup, but right now Luke has the advantage sixty one point eight to forty four point seven for yours truly. Uh, how do you guys feel about this matchup?
1: How do you Is feel this the Europa
0: yeah. preview? <laughs> I mean, I will say it's a very relaxing feeling not to care at all again uh, before uh, I was you know every day stressing who do I add today? who do I drop today looking at all the matchups playing everything. now it's just working as two bye weeks. I'm gonna just relax, coast into Europa and then see what happens from there really uh get wacky with it at that point again.
2: Are you looking forward to Europa here? Like, if you want to uh, get that T-shirt?
0: I mean, I I'd, if I'm going to be in a competition, I might as well win it. And uh, like you said, Europa winners historically have uh, good success in the following year's playoffs. Uh, current Ash Company excluded, so uh, for that reason alone, I feel like I should, I should, I should definitely actually win this one. I like the attitude. If I see you there, I'll meet you at the bar. Hey. Okay. Uh, well, that's sort of our our coverage of this week's matchups. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, anyone have any concluding thoughts about this big uh, week nineteen that's coming up? Between Mike getting knocked out of playoffs, Ryan getting
2: knocked out of playoffs, which is tastier? I think I'm Team Ryan. Ash knocking Ryan out of playoffs is just I
1: couldn't write yeah, it better. Yeah,
0: man, can you imagine? I'd I know that obviously both the guys would be upset, but Mike. Uh, would have some dignity with it as he does at all times. Ryan would just give us a lifetime supply of salt right then and there, and that would be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
1: And Mike, I just want to say, you know, you keep calling me the heartbreaker, but I think this week, I'm really going to break your heart Ooh. this time. Just saying. Ooh! <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> Snap! Yeah. Sorry, but not sorry.
0: Sorry, not sorry. And sorry, not sorry for this whole episode of the weekly show. Uh, it's been a real fun one to record. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, big big ups to my co-host, Stads, uh, Big Ben. Uh, great guys to be at it again with. And we're uh, bringing you lots of great content as the regular season wraps up and we get down to the real nitty-gritty. Uh, so enjoy week 19. And as we always say, good night and good fantasy. Good night.